Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Hello, hello, hello. It's me. It's Brooklyn. (laughs) Um, And I know this is totally random, but I was just in the mood to do an extra podcast uh, packed with value hopefully, (laughs) Um, to support you in being able to create an additional referral pathway before Christmas um, because, well, here's the thing. I know some people are having trouble getting the help that they need um, in terms of enrolling in programs and things like that because of money. So I was thinking to myself, how can I help these beautiful, amazing counsellors and therapists and psychologists and social workers get a little bit of extra money in um, so that come next year, if they want, they'll be in a better position financially to finally get the help that they want. So if that's you, stay with me because I'm going to walk you through a great strategy. You know me, I I like to think I'm full of ideas. (laughs) I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I I have just had this um, idea that I wanted to share with you because I think it's going to help you so, 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 so much. So, um, okay, when you want to create a referral pathway, um, there are a few ways that you can go about it, you know, and back in... Oh, I want to say back in the 90s, um, back in the 90s, the way that you would um, create those relationships would be things like letterbox drops. Yeah, hands up if you ever did that. I've got my hand up. <laughs> letterbox drops, um, both residential and business. I used to run around to like the chemists in my area, the vet clinics in my area and drop off all these leaflets about how awesome my practice was and how I could help everyone with all the things and and how I was really cheap. Yeah, didn't get me any referrals, (laughs) but, you know, cost me money. I don't think we even had office works back then. I think I just printed everything at the local news agent, which is probably 20 cents a page. And then it was more if you wanted special paper, which back then was fluorescent. Hello. (laughs) Oh my, how times have changed. Okay, so you don't need to do that anymore. The other thing that's really outdated is sending letters to um, referrers. Like there's no need to send letters. I mean, um, in Australia, Australia Post are cutting back the amount of deliveries that they're going to be doing um, because so many people are now doing things online um, through email and Zoom and social and websites and all of that sort of stuff. So letters are absolutely being phased out. You know, faxes went out a long time ago. Like 
and and it sounds like a long time ago but I can actually remember in it was 2016 I think it was I was faxing GPs every single week because I was told that if you um, send a high value fax to the doctor's clinics that that will help you get referrals now that was not a strategy that worked really well for me and then once I started working in medical clinics I saw why was because faxes don't get read they go in people's inboxes and they get discarded because doctors just don't have time to read them Um, and a lot of time practice managers are just grab them off the fax machine give them a scan see it was promo stuff and essentially um, and bin them so I don't you know oh gosh I killed myself creating faxes one year like I sat down for a whole weekend and I just smashed out like 52 uh, fax newsletters and then I scheduled them all in e-fax <laughs> which is online you can still use e-fax actually it's a, it's I didn't have any issues with the service but I don't know some people did but um, my experience was really positive I think I used to pay well I Again, it was a few years ago, but I think it was $6 a month for this online digital fax machine. Um, And yeah, you think faxes are out of date. Well, a lot of doctors' clinics are still running on fax machines. Even now, though, a lot of them are moving to or have moved to... um, privacy compliant stuff like Argus systems and things like that. But you can still send a fax to most of them. But anyway, if you have a look at like a beginner's marketing book, (laughs) which you don't have to, I've done all this for you. But if you have a look at like, you know, the first chapter on marketing for beginners, you will see that all those written things don't really work when it comes to creating relationships with potential referrers. And the key reason there is because there is no relationship when you write a letter. Okay. The quickest ways to get um, referrers on board is to actually sit down, have a conversation with them. Um, That's the quickest way um, if you don't stuff it up. Like there are ways that you can have that conversation and please go back and listen to previous episodes on how to have those conversations with third-party referrers. Like do not go there and just be me, 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 me. We don't want you to – it's like I don't know. I don't want – I don't – The word narcissistic is coming to mind, but I I think that's just because I'm trying to think of like, it's just not nice when somebody sits down and talks all about themselves. So um, when I said that, I just remembered we're in (laughs) counselling and our clients talk about themselves, but that's not what I mean. What I mean is business to business, it's all about creating know, like and trust. You're not going to do that with a letter. It's not going to happen with an email. It can happen online, but it takes time. It really takes time. And if you're not one for camera um, and getting your face out there and doing videos, it's going to take you a lot longer because it's kind of like if you were on a dating app and you were just texting that person all the time versus if you had a few texts and then you went to Skype or you went to Zoom, you know, and then you go on a date or something. It's totally different. Like things are going to move more quickly for you if you get to see each other and hear each other's voices and all that sort of thing. And it's the same when we're creating a relationship with referrers. So this is what I want you to know. Um, written stuff should come last. The, the top things that are going to get you moving 
a face-to-face conversation, either in person or online. Um, And the next one down from that, of course, is going to be a phone conversation. Um, But there are still people that are a bit scared about, you know, setting up meetings. There are still people that are a bit scared to pick up the phone and ring their local doctor. And, you know, I'm saying doctor because this is what's coming through. At the moment, people are wanting to connect with doctors. Sorry, just whack my microphone because I'm flailing my hands around as I'm talking. And um, sorry, I'm out of breath because I'm so passionate about this. Um, Okay, so if that's you and you really don't feel comfortable phoning anybody, you're getting really anxious and nervous and you really don't feel comfortable yet or confident, going and having those meetings and the the thing that you can manage though is correspondence, I can help you with that. But as I said, the caveat is it's absolutely not the preferred option, okay? So I'm going to tell you what not to do and then I'll walk you through what a better what a better approach would be. So first off, um, and it doesn't matter if this is email or written, but we're just talking correspondence, okay? So the first thing that most counsellors do is they, um, you know, address address the letter and they will say, dear doctor, for example, right? Dear physio, dear vet, dear whoever. They're going to say that. Um, they're not going to say the person's name because they don't know it, they haven't found it out, they haven't researched it, whatever. So they're just going to put something very general and vague as the greeting. That's a mistake. Next thing that they're going to do is they're going to talk about themselves. They're going to say, hi, my name is and I do this and I love this and I love that. Um, My areas of expertise are blah, 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 blah. And they're probably going to say they do all the things for all the people all the time. And it's going to be like a really long bullet list of what they do. Um, And then uh, they're going to maybe whack on their qualifications And then they're going to say, um, yeah, so if any of this sounds good to you and if you have a client that needs some help or support, then get in touch with me or stuff like that, right? Very, 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 I mean, it's so, the word that comes to mind is vanilla, but that's not what I mean. Like I, I feel like it's just so blah, right? It's like, I'm, I'm not, I don't even want to read these letters when I see them. They're just so blah. Um, and do you know what? Those poor referrers probably cop a lot of these every single day or week from other therapists. So let me show you my technique or my strategy. So if you've got your podcast journal and your pen, amazing. If you don't hit pause and then come back, I'm just going to keep talking. <laughs> Okay, so I would take the time to find out who's going to be reading this correspondence. So I wouldn't just send it to general admin. Um, If you only have an admin email address like info at, you know, ABCDEFG doctor's clinic, I would still find out the name of the doctor that you want to read the email and I would address it to that person, right? Uh, I would say, dear Dr. Bob, um, 
Uh, where did I get Dr. Bob from? That's reminded me of What About Bob? <laughs> have you seen that show? Oh, my gosh, it's so funny. But that's another another thing. Oh, by the way, have you seen um, that documentary with, is it Jonah Hill and his psychiatrist? It's on Netflix at the moment called Stutz or Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z. Um, apparently, like, it's getting mixed reviews, but people in my counselling group are loving it. So I'm, Gabe and I are going to sit down and watch it in the next few days, actually. But, yeah, I'd love to know your thoughts. Anyway, anyway, I digress. So you're going to address the letter to the person. Then you are going to speak to that person as if they're in the room with you. So we don't want to write about you. We're going to say something like, you know, um, and don't start with, I hope you're well or I hope you're having a great week. Um, start with something that's going to pique their interest, right? So something like, heard your new, welcome to Frankston, or heard your new here, welcome to Mount Eliza, um, or, you know, welcome to my beautiful suburb or something like that, right? Um that's if you know that they're new to the area, for example. I'm just giving you an idea here. Um, and then you would say, um, you know, I hope you really love it here. This clinic has a beautiful reputation. Um, and, you, you know, if you like coffee, then you're going to fit right in with our community or something like that, right? Just something really nice, okay? Something really warm, really welcoming. And you and I both know that you are good at building rapport. So I don't need to explain to you what to write in your first paragraph. You can build rapport in that first paragraph. Okay. And then you're going to say something like, you know, did you know in our area there's been, or you could say, as you know, in our area over the last two or three years, there's been a really sharp increase in the presentation of, insert your niche, um, so it might be, I don't know, you might say COVID trauma or something like that, right? Or, or grief and loss following the floods or the fires or whatever it is that's relevant to your community, right? Um, and you're then going to like gently inquire. I just wanted to check in with you and see how you're going with that. Um, I understand from my own experience, it can be really hard at the moment to get clients in to get the help that they're really needing. And as you know, a lot of this stuff isn't covered by Medicare. Like for example, um, just because you may not know, but if you're not in the Medicare system, you wouldn't know this, but um, a lot of things aren't even covered on a mental health care plan, right? Like grief and loss is not covered on a mental health care plan. So a doctor gets around that by writing depression, but depression is not grief and loss, right? They're different things. Grief and loss are, are phases that we all experience in life. Depression isn't. Depression is a clinical condition. Um, so, you know, gently bring it to the doctor's awareness that you know and they know that, you know, things like that and couples counselling or relationship counselling um, aren't covered by Medicare. And let them know that, um, you know, you are so aware of that and you don't want anybody to be missing out on getting the help that they need, right? And that's where you're going to say something to them like, 
Um, you know, this happens to be an area of interest of mine. Don't say specialization. Say this happens to be an area of interest in mine. I've been working in this field for a long time. And then what you're going to do is you're going to give that referrer some value. What does that mean? Well, you're going to say, here are some things I wanted to share with you that might help that might help you out when you come across clients with these challenges or condition or problem or concerns or whatever language you like to use. And then you're going to simply put maybe some links to and don't do the general stuff that they already know, like Beyond Blue and all of that. Have resources of high value that you have created yourself. Now, you're not going to have to go and make a whole lot of content, trust me. If you go into your Dropbox or your Google Drive, I bet you will uncover a treasure trove of things that you've already created at some point that you can throw into Canva and make them look really professional or pretty or nature-based or whatever it is, your, your vibe is for your practice. Um, but yeah, just keep it really professional. Do throw your photo on it, put your photo everywhere. Um, and you're just going to have like a couple of links to things. So thinking about like if it's trauma, for example, you might say, here's something that you can give to your clients. And maybe you put in a link to a YouTube video you've made on trauma. Maybe you put in um, a link to a questionnaire that you've created that the doctor or the referrer can use to do like their own mini assessment of the impact of trauma on somebody's life and well-being at the moment and include some next steps. Maybe you want to give the doctor a link to a little roadmap that shows that doctor how to refer to you. Maybe you want to include something of high value for the doctor might be a little PDF on um, what to do when, you know, there's wait lists in your area. And you could have one, two and three, right? And number one is, of course, get them into your office um, and then have a question uh, number two and number three, right? Think about the mindset of that doctor or the mindset of the referrer. Imagine you are that doctor. Imagine you are that referrer and you've got so many people coming in with the trauma and you've got nowhere to refer them to and somebody else comes in for their appointment and the first thing out of their mouth is that they've been exposed to trauma and you feel that dread. You feel that dread in the pit of your stomach because you really want to help them. But you know you just can't. You know all that you've got in your bag of tricks, so to speak, is medication and you don't even want to go down that path with this particular patient just yet. But what do you do? You're feeling helpless. What do you need? What would be really, 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 really helpful for you in that moment? Get yourself into that mindset. Visualize it, meditate on it, contemplate on it, journal on it, whatever it is, and the answer will come through for you about what you would need as that doctor or as that referrer. And that's what you're going to give them a link to in your email, right? So you're just going to give, give, give some value to that doctor or to that referrer. Why are we doing that instead of saying, I'm available and send me work and, you know, 
we're doing it because when we give and we give good quality, good quality, helpful, educational, informative stuff to potential referrers that they then click on and they're surprised at just how comprehensive it is or just how high level it is or just how professional it is. We want them to have that, oh, experience, right? We want them to be surprised. We want them to be delighted. We want them to go, oh my gosh, this is so good. Does she have anything else? Um, You know, blah, blah, blah. So when we do this, what happens is we become a resource for that referrer. And that puts you to the top of the queue when that referrer is going to need to send somebody to you. Straight away, you're going to be the top of their mind. So never, when you write your correspondence, never say, I would love to catch up and I would love to speak to you about how you can get me some clients and how I can help your clients. No, give, give, give. And so what I would suggest is if you do this um, correspondence, you know the structure now, you know the, the framework for it. I've given you that now. You've written it down. Don't stop there. All right. It's like, you know, did you ever watch Mrs. Doubtfire? There was this scene at the um, pool and Mrs. Doubtfire was sitting at the um, bar and Sally Field was standing next to her and Pierce Brosnan was over on the side somewhere and um, Mrs. Doubtfire threw, threw a lime at Pierce Brosnan's head and he turned around and he looked really, you know, upset and confused about where it came from and Mrs. Doubtfire said it was a flyby fruiting. Now, this is important because I don't want your email or your letter to be a flyby fruiting it it can't just be a one-off and then you disappear this is about building a relationship you are going to follow it up a few days later with another letter with more value in it and then you're going to do it a couple of days after that a third letter with a little bit more value in it right and this time Every single time that referrer is going to want to see that email, they're going to want to download, they're going to want to binge, they want to get, they're going to want to get the things so that they have the resources there to help their clients. Okay, so that's all you're going to do. And then at the end of that third letter, if you want to, that is when you would say something like, um, let me know. Have these resources been helpful? Would you like me to keep sending them? Or something like that. Um, Just make an invitation for that referrer to connect back with you so it's not all one way, okay? And this is about, this is what we call nurturing, all right? And this is the stuff that is getting taught in Marketing with Soul. It starts on Thursday. If you want to come along, you absolutely are so welcome to come along. Um, But it just goes to show that there's so much you may not know about marketing. And by you winging it with these letters, um, you're going to struggle because it's going to just be by sheer and utter fluke 
that somebody connects with you and and wants to be a referrer the way that they're getting written now. And I've seen a number of them over the last few months, right? So if you want to get those referrals happening, here's how to do it. It's not the only way to do it. There are better ways to build those referral pathways. Um, and yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Um, but that's why I have this podcast. And that's why I pulled everything together for you and bundled it up into that nine week program of marketing with salt. Okay. So if you want help, let me know. Uh, for those of you who are great with DIY, go for it. Um, I wish you the best of luck. If this episode was helpful, let me know because I would love to hear, um, you know, your results, uh, my results. So I want you to, I want you to just do so, 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 so well, but I can only help you with that as far as you're willing to be helped. Okay. So anyway, I hope that this was powerful and useful and all of the things. Um, Have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to another episode. Bye. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. 